You're listening to Utah Public Radio. Part of a partnership with the Utah Women's Giving Circle, Utah Public Radio presents the original radio series, Objectified More Than a Body. This weekly program can be heard Tuesday evenings and Wednesday mornings on Utah Public Radio, showcasing the people and programs empowering Utah women and girls. Kristen Munson interviewed media and child development experts about the perils children face when the images they are confronted with every day suggest that their looks matter most. About five years ago, a disturbing trend began appearing on YouTube. Teen girls, and in many cases, preteen girls, started posting videos that asked strangers on the internet to answer one question. And I just wanted to know the truth. Am I pretty or ugly? It's a question that most women wonder about at some point in their lives, often in secret and while standing in front of the bathroom mirror. But a question we don't often ask ourselves is why do we care? And what are the perils that come when society values more how women look than what they think? And another thing, um, be honest. It's okay what you say. I don't really care if I'm pretty or, well, I care, I... So look at this girl. She's maybe 12, and she's beautiful. She's got kid teeth, which is awesome. A little bit of freckles, somebody you kind of want to hang out with. She's your everyday little girl. And this is what we started seeing. This really means a lot to me. If you just comment, if you think I'm is pretty. these girls popping up. Ugly. Am I pretty or am I ugly on YouTube? There's a full playlist of them. That's Candy Carter Olson, a media scholar at Utah State University. She was the one who first showed me the Am I Pretty videos. And while they are no longer the internet trend du jour, teen girls have developed new ways of testing for approval of their appearance. My nieces even now play this game on Facebook. It's hit me up for a rate. It's HMU for a rate. And then on a scale of one to 10, they rate you how hot you are. So it's a game they play in some ways to reinforce their self-esteem, but in other ways, it just tears them down. Social media chicken. Why would you put yourself through that? Studies have found that women are generally more likely to worry about their appearance than men. But it's not because women are inherently more vain. The reality is, Society judges women more harshly based on their physical attributes. Thin women are more likely to be hired for a job than fat women. And women considered more attractive are more likely to be found innocent by a jury than women viewed as less desirable. Women have been under pressure to be perfect for a long time. 19th century and before, our beauty trends have been killing women, literally. Our dyes used to be made out of cyanide and we still wore them. It's because our society tells women that what is most valuable about you is how you look. And this comes through in our skyrocketing plastic surgery rates. There's no particular reason to need a tummy tuck after you've had a baby. Man, your tummy just bore life for nine months and pushed it out. That tummy is a warrior. But we tell women, you have to look like this 18-year-old girl who is still skinny and gangly and hasn't had kids and lived life yet. Carter Olson recently asked students in her Gender and the Media course to list what it is that they hide from the rest of the world. One of my women 
raised her hand and she said, I'm just so tired of trying to live up to the expectations to be this perfect, beautiful person every day. And it just started this cascade across the room of people going, yeah, I'm, I can't do it. I can't live up to it. And none of us can live up to it. But when we try to, we end up with young girls going on YouTube and saying, am I pretty? Because that's the only way society will value me is if you think I'm pretty or am I ugly? Because if I'm ugly, I have no value. And that is heartbreaking. Carter Olson hopes she's preparing her students to go out into the world equipped to challenge traditional gender stereotypes, to disrupt the narrative being sold to women by a beauty industry expected to clear $62 billion in revenue this year in the United States alone. Because adhering to gender stereotypes can be harmful for the girls and boys who don't fit squarely into the boxes created for them. And the socialization of gender roles often begins before children are even born. Is it a boy or is it a girl? That's the first question that parents ask, pretty much. Sarah Coyne is an associate professor in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University, and she studies the media's effect on kids. She was attending a conference on gender development when Peggy Orenstein, the author of Cinderella Ate My Daughter, posited that Disney princess culture could be damaging to the young girls embracing it. But she said there was no research to back up her theory. Coyne decided to look at the data, in June, she published a study in the journal Child Development that examined how children who engage with Disney princess media, like movies and toys, are affected by it. And it turns out, a lot. We asked everyone, you know, who's your favorite princess and why? And I believe it was Rapunzel, Cinderella, and Ariel were the top three answers. And I don't think any little girl said Pocahontas, who is kind of a, a gender, not stereotypical princess. Um, and yeah, only one little girl said Mulan. And when we asked why, it was because she saved China, which I thought was such a great response because all of the rest of the responses were, you know, why do you like Rapunzel? Well, because she's blonde or because she was pretty were the two big answers on that one. When you hear like a response like that from a, a roughly five-year-old, does that kind of break your heart a little bit? We actually asked the girls, do you think it's important to be pretty? Why or why not? Some of the answers really did break my heart. You know, if you're not pretty, the boys won't like you. Or, you know, and I thought, oh, like, we're getting this age four. Like, where is this coming from? I think that as parents, we have a lot of work to do to combat some of the, the strong messages about parents that we get from the media. Quinn says the parents need to engage with their children about the images they're seeing on billboards and in movies and know that it's important to call out things that are just not okay. Like when she took her young daughter to see the Disney Pixar film Brave, and the two had a great conversation afterwards about how strong and independent the main character Merida was. But when the toys came out, it just wasn't the same Merida from the movie. They've slimmed her down, they feminized her, they put makeup on her, they take away her bow and arrow and so on. And as a parent, you can just let that go and buy your kid the stuff, or you can point it out and have the conversation. And I th always think that having the conversation is better than just letting it slide. Coyne says that it's okay if girls are girly girls who just love the princess culture. It's a magical part of childhood. But try to encourage greater balance by providing opportunities to try new things 
And don't forget to compliment young girls on the things that are not related to their appearance. One of the most positive messages that I think that parents can give their young girls is focusing on what their bodies can do as opposed to what it looks like. Things that I say to my young daughter regularly are, you know, look at your mind and what a powerful tool that is, as opposed to always saying that they're cute and pretty, which I think that they get more of. There's no problem with telling your daughter that they're beautiful. I think that they need to hear that as well. But proportionally, I'd love it if they could get more of the other messages. I think that's going to do them, do them more good long-term. With Utah Public Radio, this is Kristen Munson. Objectification isn't just emotionally damaging for young girls. Our next story in our special series, Objectified, More Than a Body, addresses how women in Utah have fallen behind their peers nationwide in terms of educational achievement. We hope that as this series unfolds, you will consider sharing your stories with us and each other on UPR's Facebook page. Because the conversations we start here don't have to end when the series does. This segment is part of an ongoing original Utah Public Radio series, Objectified More Than a Body. Support for the program comes from the Utah Women's Giving Circle, a grassroots community with everyday philanthropists raising the questions and raising the funds to empower Utah women and girls. Information available online at utahwomensgivingcircle.com. And to access the full series of objectified more-than-a-body stories, you can go to upr.org.